You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What a world! Welcome to all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and the boys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from UTB and from Riders, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, September 1st, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and yes, congratulations to us all. The 2022 NFL regular season kicks off one week from Today, the Buffalo Bills, who I have picked to win the AFC this year, will be visiting the Los Angeles Rams. I hope everything in your football life is going great. I hope you're pumped for college football. I hope your fantasy drafts are, are off and rolling. Uh, it's it's a it's a great time of year. It's the footballiest time of the year. Shout out, of course, to Dave Damashek. Shout out, of course, to my dog Bear. Recording this much later than usual. It's about 11 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday night. Bear is curled up, nice little ball at my feet. Loyal pup he is down underneath the desk, and we have a lot to get to. Our all right, you heard Dallas Cowboys Daily. You heard all the stuff about the practice squad, and you heard about the things we're going to get into. Jason Peters is is the big thing. Um, Denzel Mims is the little thing. Let's go ahead and get to just the little thing first because we're going to spend much more time on uh, on Jason Peters. Uh, it was reported on Wednesday evening uh, by SNY that the Dallas Cowboys were one of four teams to call the New York Jets with regards to wide receiver Denzel Mims, the receiver who the Jets took in the second round. Of the 2020 NFL Draft with the 59th overall pick, Denzel uh, seemingly wants out of the Jets organization. They appear to be kind of transitioning. Obviously, they have a new head coach um, or have hired a new head coach since then in Robert Sala. Uh, so different regimes. They took Garrett Wilson this year with the 10th overall pick. So you know how that stuff kind of tends to go. Um, the trade talks around Denzel have quieted, but this is an interesting report. And I think it's interesting for a specific reason. So I wrote about this. You can read it at blogontheboys.com as of Thursday morning. But the uh, the report came from SNY's Connor Hughes on Twitter at Connor underscore J underscore Hughes. His tweet reads, The Vikings, Cowboys, and Seahawks, along with the Panthers, called the Jets about trading for wide receiver Denzel Mims. Sources tell SNY TV the Jets' asking price was a fourth-round pick. No team was willing to offer that, so the Jets kept Mims. Now, I want to focus on the other three teams that are included here outside of the Cowboys, because I know a lot of you, all the wonderful Cowboys fans from all over the place. I have so many great friends that are Cowboys fans on Twitter, on Instagram, on Reddit, on TikTok, on YouTube, on just everywhere. I love you all. Um, look, this is important because a lot of you and a lot of Cowboys fans are saying, why didn't the Cowboys do this? It was a fourth round pick, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's important to note that none of these other teams did it. And I I recognize that, that I have been very critical of the Cowboys as of late, but I think the Cowboys are wise here. We look at these other three teams, the Minnesota Vikings, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Carolina Panthers. Did you know that literally all three of those teams traded for a wide receiver 
who was not Denzel Mims. So that does kind of, first of all, corroborate the idea that they were interested, right? Because we know that each of those teams ultimately pursued and and yielded a a different receiver by way of trade. None of them paid a fourth round pick, which is what apparently was the going rate for uh, for Denzel Mims here. Now, the, you know, none of these receivers or none of the receivers that the the teams acquired are are particularly special. Um, The Seattle Seahawks are are one of the three teams. They traded for former Eagles receiver J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. That was a bit confusing. They wound up cutting him and stuff. I mean, you know, whatever. But they did ultimately trade for him. So they weren't clearly all too desperate. I mean, they still do have DK Metcalf and and Tyler Lockett. So it's not like the Seahawks are really hurting. uh, But that was the trade that they made. Uh, The Carolina Panthers similarly did not deal for a big time game changer. Their trade was with the Jacksonville Jaguars and when it was for LaVisca Chenault. Um, And and finally, the third team here, the Minnesota Vikings. um, I I had a tweet. I know it upset a lot of you. I'm sorry. You know, just kind of is what it is. But the Minnesota Vikings uh, traded for Jalen Rager, also formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles. I maintain, I talked about it on the NFC's mixtape this week with BLG, Howie Roseman, the fact that he's getting anything out of these players that they're so obviously out on is impressive. But we'll see how it all translates, obviously, as the season gets set to unfold uh, in 10 days for uh, for the non-Bills and Rams teams. Now, the, the most or the highest resource, I think, paid by any of these three teams, Seattle, Carolina, and Minnesota, was a conditional fourth-round pick that the Minnesota Vikings gave up as part of the Jalen Rager trade, and that is a conditional fourth-round pick that, if certain criteria is not met, reverts to a fifth-round pick, and that is not even until 2024. So it seems like nobody here, again, nobody really gave up anything substantial. The Vikings gave up the most substantial thing, and I think I know that nobody's like going to bat for Jalen Rager, but I think you could argue that of, of the three receivers involved here, he's he's the best one between him, Lavisca Chenault, and uh, and JJ Ortega Whiteside. So it makes sense. I, I don't think that we should be killing the Cowboys here. It makes sense. There were four teams, all of them in need of a wide receiver, and none of them blinked on this asking price. So in a weird way, kudos to the Cowboys. Now I'm happy to see that the Cowboys were involved. That that's you know I recognize kind of a bare minimum sort of thing here. Uh, for what it's worth, ESPN's Dan Graziano does a great job covering the NFL as a whole. Longtime NFC East writer Dan has been um, had had kind of a it wasn't a predictions post, but but it was just kind of takeaways things he thinks could be happening for every single team in the NFL. He wrote that up um, at the Worldwide Leader on Wednesday, and his thing for the Cowboys was that they could be adding a wide receiver soon. So we will see if the Cowboys decide to add a receiver. Again, we know that they were interested in Denzel Mims here. Maybe they're they're finding another guy, whoever it might be. Clearly, Michael Gallup's going to be back somewhat soon. Uh, but, but even with that being the case, they could certainly afford to bring somebody in. We know they have the salary cap space to do it, even after they hypothetically sign Jason Peters. Let's get to the meat of today's episode. It was reported first by ESPN's Todd Archer that the longtime Philadelphia Eagles tackle Jason Peters is set to visit with the Dallas Cowboys, Calvin Watkins, the Dallas Morning News, adding that that will happen today on Thursday. Um, I Also, the Dallas Morning News, Michael Gelkin, who just a huge shout out to Gelkin, just was phenomenal all throughout roster cuts. Uh, if you didn't follow along, um, Gelkin did the coolest thing, I thought, um, in, in reporting all of the roster cuts that he did. Um, every single report had positive film of that player. I thought that was just such a compassionate thing uh, from him. And, and he was all over the practice squad, noted that the Cowboys might 
you know, bring Jason Peters in on their practice squad. There are some new stipulations with practice squad things as a result of, of the pandemic and, and the CBA that was struck in 2020. In fact, there's a weird roster quirk with regards to that. Um, I talked about this in our live show on YouTube yesterday. Uh, you can go check that out there. I'm also going to write about it, but you know, that's a, a story for a different day. I want to talk about Jason Peters because we have been screaming. We have been hollering. We have been um, like banging pots and pans, right? Like just doing anything we can to get the attention of the Dallas Cowboys that, <laughs> that their tackle situation has been in trouble. And obviously the, the situation was exacerbated about a week ago, actually, at the time I'm putting this together. It was about this time, about you know the 11 o'clock hour uh, central time on, on Wednesday night, a week ago when the Tyron Smith was first, uh, the Tyron Smith, the Tyron News was first reported. And, and and that, again, was just kind of, you know, it wasn't this I told you so moment, but it was this I told you so moment. And, and the Cowboys, to be very clear here, even if they do bring in Jason Peters, have to figure out the swing tackle position. They still do not have somebody that is a viable swing tackle. Do not let the Jason Peters thing distract you from that. And in case you need any proof that the Cowboys are ill-prepared at swing tackle, consider it that none of us, in all the suggestions we have had about how the Cowboys can replace Tyron Smith, and I use that word very loosely, Loosely, none of us have suggested Josh Ball or Matt Woletsko, which is proof, again, that the swing tackle position needs a makeover in and of itself. But look, I don't know how you don't do this if you're the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know how you don't do this if you're Jason Peters. I think it makes sense for everybody. And I recognize that sometimes, not just in football, but but in sports or, or life, really, um, when, when things make too much sense, they don't tend to happen necessarily this just it has to happen if you're Jason Peters you've been waiting for an opportunity where you can step in and be a starting left tackle in the NFL I mean how many you know I'm not trying to be hyperbolic but how many teams right now can offer a full-time starting position at left tackle you know a week before the regular season starts nobody can nobody can it's a situation that has only been born out of injury for the Cowboys and so you're Jason Peters obviously you're 40 you're right near the end of your career you can come and you can play for what is technically a contender right and certainly is all the more so if you join them you can stick it to your longtime team in the Philadelphia Eagles if you have any interest in doing that you can technically stick it to your most recent team given that Peters played for the Bears this past year and the Cowboys uh, do play the NFC North and you get to play for the Cowboys you get to play for America's team you get to be on national television a bunch you get to make millions of dollars you get to you know play the game you love you get to do and perform the profession that you love I mean everything thing is there for Jason Peters and if you're the Cowboys you have to get somebody here you have to you cannot do this you cannot put this on Tyler Smith it is so unfair to him he might be amazing but he probably won't be and that's kind of that idea right there is is where I have disagreed with the Cowboys basically throughout this entire offseason right a lot of people say well you know they, they could be better without Amari they might you know whatever this yeah maybe it's possible but they probably won't be right well you know like they, they could figure this out at defensive end without Randy Gregory with this this platoon Dorrance Armstrong whatever yeah maybe but probably not you know like they, they've leaned on the maybes they've leaned on the hopes and I'm just not about that personally. I'm about playing the odds, insuring yourself, buying as much insurance as you possibly can. And that's been kind of the polar opposite approach that, that they've had. But an insurance plan has landed at their feet. It will land at the star in Frisco today on Thursday. I wrote at blogontheboys.com on Wednesday afternoon five reasons why this absolutely has to happen. I'm going to go through them here for you. Number one, he would immediately, <laughs> I'm serious, he would immediately be the best left tackle on the team. These are, in my own personal estimation, 
These are the top three tackles on the Dallas Cowboys that are not Terrence Steele, right? Like we're talking about left tackle options. Tyler Smith is the best option. And and I'm you know very hopeful. You know, I'm rooting for Tyler Smith, obviously. But the fact that he's your best option and that he's literally never done it before, <laughs> like he hasn't even played the position since June, that is a pretty big indictment on what you got going on in that room. Second best option, Matt Willetsko, who, again, is new to the NFL, has basically had like three practices in the NFL and is already better at this than Josh Ball. And that makes Josh Ball, obviously, number three out of three. Jason Peters walks in. He could walk in in street clothes and and be just, I mean, a thousand times better than what the Cowboys have going on. So that should be it. Like, that's all you need to know if you're the Cowboys, and you need to take care of this off of this and this alone. But if you need four more reasons, number two, Tyler Smith can stay at left guard. I'm very passionate about this, obviously. I think a lot of people are. I think it would be incredibly unfair to Tyler Smith to put him out at left tackle, given the circumstances that he's never played in the NFL before, that he, again, has been working at left guard exclusively, that he has a high ankle sprain, according to Jerry Jones. All of that just makes the idea of putting him on this island so irresponsible. It's not just irresponsible with regards to your team. It's irresponsible with regards to, to Tyler Smith's future. I mean, what I wrote in the article is, you know, you've you've likely seen that photo uh, from like circa, I think it was like 2015. Um, it's like the cover of of one of the the Star magazines that the Cowboys uh, team puts out. They do a great job with that, and it's it's like a like a Miami Heat three person profile, like LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. And it's instead of them, it's Travis Frederick, Tyron Smith, and Zach Martin. We are so far removed from that. You know, like 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 a new era is 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 dawning on us, right? Like we're moving on. It's it's a new generation, and Tyler Smith is a part of that. And you cannot play with his career like this. You you cannot. You cannot risk him potentially being damaged long term by whatever potential poor playing would happen because he's not ready. And if you can keep him at left guard, keep him at the position that he's been working at and keep him working next to somebody like Jason Peters, that is a massive, massive win. Uh, reason number three, um, and, and this is the, the, you know, these three reasons, the first one we just went through are kind of related to one another. Uh, but number two is that depth along the interior remains untouched. I wrote something recently at our site about how if the Cowboys did not address depth along the interior of the line specifically. This is when we were talking about Tyler Smith playing left tackle. How if the Cowboys had not addressed the interior, it would show that they had not learned anything. If we live in the world, right, if, if Jason Peters does not sign with the Cowboys today, I will be devastated. But if that does not happen and we play the domino effect out, Tyler Smith plays left tackle, Connor McGovern plays left guard, who is your interior depth? It's Matt Farniak? Is that it? like? I, and I'm not trying to like trash Matt Farniak, but that's it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're you're one huff and puff away, you know, like the big bad wolf coming and huffing and puffing and blowing this house down from, from being, you know, SOL. You know what I mean? Like, you're you're not just shallow at swing tackle, then. You're shallow along the interior versus if you and, – and Jason Peters represents the answer. It just so happens to be that he is the best possible answer at this particular junction. But by, by bringing in a new person to play left tackle, by Indiana Jones idol-swapping – you know, Jason Peters for Tyron Smith, you keep, obviously, everything else intact. The plan all along, right, has been left to right, Tyron, Tyler, Biotish, Zach, Terrence. And if you bring Jason Peters in, you can keep 80% of the plan the same. You can extend that plan and keep it the same as far as your depth is concerned along the interior. That's what Connor McGovern was supposed to be, right? Your backup along the interior. I don't buy, personally, that he was going to beat out Tyler Smith for the left guard job, whatever. I mean, 
that is a good thing. Connor McGovern, I don't think any of us are ready to see him full time, which is disappointing given that it's a contract year for him. But if he can be your depth, you're in a much better place than if you have to rely on him. And specifically, if you have to rely on him next to not only a rookie left tackle, given the circumstances that Tyler is facing that we've discussed, but a center that's kind of shaky. You do not want that to be the situation. That's reason number three. Reason number four, um, Tyler Smith can learn from a future, a future Hall of Famer. I said future, goodness gracious. Um, and it would have been awesome. It would have been poetic and beautiful and nostalgic uh, for him to learn from Tyron Smith, obviously. And he's obviously talked about Tyron and watching him and stuff. Um, that can't happen, right? Like, we just got to accept it. As, as cool of a story as it would have been, it cannot happen. Um, something I wrote in, in the article was the photos of Tyler playing next to Tyron. We got to put those in the same museum as the the one photo of Tony Romo handing off to Zeke Elliott in the preseason game in Seattle. I mean, just kind of like, you know, these, these examples and these pictures of what was supposed to be. Let, you know, it, it, it will be so valuable for Tyler Smith to learn from somebody like Jason Peters, somebody who's been there, done that, is a Hall of Famer, has put together this long-standing career, it, you have to do it. You have to give Tyler Smith, you, you have to nurture him and take care of him and, and prioritize him. And, and this is a great way to go about doing that. Uh, finally, reason number five, there is no downside. I don't know if it's obvious that I think this is a good idea. What I, I would challenge you. My, my, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at rjochoa, on TikTok, rj.ochoa. Email me, rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. I've heard all of you who have said that I speak too fast. I'm trying to work on that in case that's not obvious. I listen to podcasts myself on, on one and a quarter, one and a half speed. I imagine that's a bit arduous when, when I speak. So I'm trying to slow down. Uh, but, um, but that being said, if you do reach out, what is the downside? What is the con to this? I can't, for the life, I, I really truly cannot come up with one. I, I cannot think of any kind of downside with regards to bringing in Jason Peters. What, you're, you're worried that he's going to be a progress stopper for Josh Ball or for Matt Waletsko? Who cares? There is literally no downside. I did, by the way, mention a um, a bonus reason. This would technically be six. Um, it would allow us to troll Eagles fans um, if Peters is amazing. That would be awesome. I would enjoy that. You would enjoy that. We all would enjoy that very much. I hope the Dallas Cowboys were listening to this episode. I hope they've been listening to our cries all along. I'm happy to see that they're taking this seriously. In fact, I said this, and I stand by it. This is the most serious move. The mo- this is the, the most serious level. Let me, let me rephrase here. Um, this, this is the largest indication that the Cowboys are taking this seriously, at tackle specifically, that we have seen all offseason. Oh, but RJ, they drafted Tyler Smith in the first round. That shows they're taking it seriously. No, it doesn't. This, that argument does not hold for me. They did not draft Tyler to play left tackle in 2022 they did not that's my point and with that being the case they did not plan for this at all so this shows that they are planning they are thinking they are looking forward bring in jason peters we want that to happen but also take care of swing tackle all right it's going to be an interesting day we'll see what happens whatever does happen i promise we'll have you covered all over the Blog and the Boys universe. Blogandtheboys.com. We'll have an emergency podcast here. We'll have an emergency. Well, it'll be a, a it'll be a video. You know, we'll have a, a video show and it'll be a live show. We'll we'll turn around, take the audio, put it on here, uh, so you can have that as well. I'll have an Instagram reel, have a TikTok, have tweets. It'll be just wonderful. Uh, we'll have a fantastic time. So uh, be there or um, or be square, whatever you want to do. Anyway, uh, yeah, 
signed Jason Peters, and um, I'm not too upset about the Denzel Mims thing. I hope you're not either. And uh, yeah, that about does it. So um, I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you have the greatest Thursday of all time. I'm talking I hope you have the best Thursday ever. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more strengthen security posture, and reduce third-party risk. Get $1,000 off Vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash vox for $1,000 off Vanta. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.